الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا يرون فيها شمسا ولا زمهريرا صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين ريسبكتد علماء برادرز اند ايلدرز السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala peace and salutations be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam all praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with another beautiful month of Ramadan we praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with the day of Jumu'ah and we praise Allah as he ought to be praised Seven days of the month of Ramadan have passed and this is day number 8 of the month of Ramadan Let's take a moment to reflect and ponder of how fortunate each and every one of us have been to witness the month of Ramadan once again in our lives. Turn the clock back to the 8th of Ramadan 1443. There were many people mashallah that witnessed that month of Ramadan. There were many people that perhaps did the best that they could in that month of Ramadan. But there were many of them that had no idea that was the last month of Ramadan they would see in their life. And alhamdulillah Allah has favored us once again to see the month of Ramadan. So we almost reaching the one third portion of the month of Ramadan. The first portion the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said awwaluhu rahmah the days of mercy the first 10 days of the month of Ramadan. Let us quickly pause and reflect and take stock of how we fared so far in the month of Ramadan. How am I doing? Am I am I getting what I wanted to achieve from the month of Ramadan? Perhaps I could be slacking and yet I haven't yet reached the halfway point of the month of Ramadan. In fact, every day this is something that we need to do. At the end of the day, ask yourself, have I really made the best use of this day that uh, that Allah has given me? Because every single moment and every single second of the month of Ramadan is absolutely precious. We can't waste no time in this month of Ramadan. You can't lose any opportunity that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala gives you because like how it is we are so fortunate to witness the month of Ramadan, we are fortunate to witness every single day. And sometimes you start the month of Ramadan, but there's no guarantee you'll end the month of Ramadan. So every day is absolutely precious and we need to make the best possible use of every moment of the month of Ramadan. And if there's no actual physical act uh, good that we can involve ourselves in the 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 least we can do is abstain from doing anything wrong in fact the the best is you rather be sleeping it's either you do something good or you sleep 
that's how you should spend your month of Ramadan. Because if you're not going to be doing something good and you are going to be awake, you could be tempted to perhaps waste the time or do, involve yourself in something that you don't need to be involving yourself with in the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a beneficial month of Ramadan for each and every one of us. But it's so valuable. You know, they say Ramadan does not come just to change our schedules, but Ramadan actually comes to change our lives. And even greater than that, Ramadan actually comes to change our destiny. Did you know that? Ramadan comes to change your destiny. Because if you look at it, any good deed that you do in the month of Ramadan, what is the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises? Now let's just go through the basics of what is exclusive to the month of Ramadan. Number one, fasting. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Whoever fasts in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives that person's sins completely. Forgiveness of your sins means that now you are eligible for entry into Jannah and Paradise. So that's exclusive to the month of Ramadan. You take uh, the Taraweeh Salah, the night prayer. The Prophet said, Whoever performs the night prayer in the month of Ramadan, what does Allah do? Allah forgives that person. It's exclusive to the month of Ramadan. You take the odd nights of the month of Ramadan. Laylatul Qadr is not out of the month of Ramadan. It's exclusive to this blessed month. Man qama laylatul qadri imanan Whoever stands on the night of power in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives that person's sins. That means you're now eligible to enter into Jannah and Paradise. Feeding of uh, the uh, people that are fasting is something exclusive to the month of Ramadan. Man Whoever feeds a fasting person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives that person. So it comes to change our destiny. This month comes to make you a Jannati. This month comes to make you eligible to enter paradise. That's why we need to make maximum use of every single day of the month of Ramadan. Do you know how lucky we are? Seven days Allah gave us to change our destiny for us to be inhabitants of paradise. This is day number eight of the month of Ramadan, the second Jumu'ah of the month of Ramadan. And since this month is such that it changes the destiny of an individual and makes you eligible to enter paradise, let's talk about the Jannah. Today we're going to look at four aspects with regards to the splendor of Jannah and paradise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for each and every single one of us. And this month has come to change our destiny so that we be from the people of Jannah. Number one. Let's look at the climate of Jannah. What will the temperature be like in paradise? In the world, we experience different seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold. In fact, with global warming at the moment, at, at present, you'll get four or five seasons in one day. Every hour, the weather seems to be changing. You don't even know how to plan yourself. And it's un- unpredictable. Some people like the heat. Some people dislike cold. Everybody adapts accordingly. But some people have preferences. So it's either we're feeling too hot or we're feeling too cold. That's how the world works. But what will the climate and the temperature be like in paradise? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, لَا يَرَوْنَ فِيهَا شَمْسُ وَلَا In Jannah, you will not be exposed to the blazing heat of the sun, nor will you be exposed to extreme cold. So basically, you know, they say room, te- room temperature. The climate of paradise will be absolutely perfect. 
absolutely perfect. It's not that there'll be no sunlight, but even if there had to be sunlight in Jannah, it won't be like the sunlight of this world. So even though we might sometimes prefer heat in this world, but too much of exposure to exposure to the sun, then that also becomes a problem. You need your suntan, you need your sunblock, and you need your sun cream because your skin gets burnt. But in Jannah, there will not be that blazing heat of the sun that will burn a person's skin. It won't make you feel uncomfortable. It won't make you feel too hot. And then zamhar, wala zamhariro, there won't be bitter cold in paradise. No need for blankets and no need for underfloor heating and all in Jannah. The climate and temperature will be absolutely perfect. Perfect continuously. As I said, the system of the world is such that nothing is permanent. The seasons come and the seasons go and the weather changes accordingly. But in Jannah, there's no changing of the climate or the temperature or the season. It will be endlessly perfect. That's how wonderful Jannah is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make each and every one of us from the inhabitants of Jannah. So that's number one. The climate of paradise will be absolutely perfect. Number two. One of the wonderful aspects with regards to Jannah and Paradise is that you see the system of the world is such that as much as we work hard and we have aspirations and we have desires, the reality is no one gets whatever they want in this world. You're never going to get what you desire in this world. That is a, a, a reality that we need to face. The faster you face that reality, the easier your life will become in this world. Because it was never made to fulfill your desires. This world was never made to satisfy you. Did you know that? Because this whole world and all the wealth that it contains is not sufficient to fulfill the ambitions and desires of one human being. Did you know that? The whole world and whatever it contains is not sufficient to fulfill the actual desire, needs and wants of one human being. And how do, we, how do we get to know that? How do we get to that understanding? Because the Prophet wasallam said that لو أن لابن آدم من من ذهبين, If a person had to own an entire valley of gold Now let's take a moment to really understand the depth of the words of the Prophet wasallam. MashaAllah there's people invo- involved in commerce and trade and successful people present here What's the value? What's one ounce of gold? I'm sure we know what's the gold price. We're following the markets and we know what's the value of things in the world. So one ounce of gold, perhaps we have an idea of what it's worth. The Prophet said one whole valley of gold. So we're not talking about an ounce. We're not talking about 10 kilos or 100 kilos. We're talking about something that cannot be weighed. There's not a single value or mountain that you can actually put a weight measure to it. It's impossible. So here the Prophet said, if a person had to own an entire valley of pure gold, the Prophet said, That person would think, hey, if I could make it to own one, why can't I own two? Let me, design, let me, let me get two. I mean, I, I made it so far. I managed to attain one whole valley of gold. Why can't I make it two? And the Prophet said, if he had two, then he'll think, hey, I made it to two. Why can't I get three? The Prophet said, The only thing that will satisfy his desire and craving is the soil of the grave. That means it carries on right till the end, doesn't stop. So the whole world and whatever it contains cannot satisfy the needs and wants of one individual. But Jannah, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says lahumma yasha'una fiha Jannah was specifically created to fulfill all your wishes it was created to fulfill all your desires and again look at the contrast because we said the whole world and all its wealth is not sufficient to fulfill the desires of one individual but Allah's one paradise is sufficient to fulfill the desire of every single one of its inhabitants. Allahu Akbar. That's what Jannah is. So if you, you're not going to get whatever you want in this world, one consolation you need to take and you need to understand is that Allah will give you everything that you desire in paradise. That is where you will get whatever you want. So sometimes we might feel, why are things being held back from me? Why am I not progressing? Why am I not, get, am I not getting what I actually desire in this world? At that point, you need to remind yourself, that's because you're looking for it in the wrong place. It's not going to happen here. It was not meant to happen here. If it happens, mashallah, you praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you thank Him. But ask those that even perhaps feel they've got most of whatever they wanted. There's no one that will actually really say, I really got every single thing that I ever wanted. Because another topic that I often discuss is the aspect of gratitude. And when you look at the aspect of gratitude, you ask a person, you know, brother, how's things going? Hey, alhamdulillah, Mulana, Mulana, mashallah, you know, I can't thank Allah enough. You know, Allah has blessed me, Allah has favored me. But then there'll always be the, but, but this is the problem. Or but that is lacking. That's how the world is. So even if a person feels that they've got whatever they wanted, They'll always feel that maybe there's a little more that I could, that I could still get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, the world was not created to fulfill all your desires and all your ambitions. But Jannah was made for that. And what makes Jannah even more amazing is because it was created specifically to fulfill every single wish and desire of yours. And then Allah says, وَلَدَيْنَا mazid." After you've exhausted all your ambitions, all your desires, and all your wants in paradise, Allah says, over and above that, I will give you much, much more than what you desire. What you, what you, what you cannot even comprehend that you would still like to have in Jannah, Allah will give you that as well. That's how wonderful Jannah is. So Ramadan is a month that has come to change our destinies. It has come to make us people of Jannah. And one week of this month has already passed. Have I really made the correct effort for me to be one of those inhabitants of paradise and Jannah? Am I desiring it? Am I working towards it? What a wonderful opportunity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me. So first we spoke about the climate of Jannah that is absolutely perfect. You will not be exposed to the blazing sun. You will not be exposed to bitter cold. And then we spoke about the aspect of Jannah being created specifically to fulfill all our wishes and desires. And now we come to number three, a wonderful aspect of Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَعْتُمْ ذُرِّيَتُهُمْ بِإِيمَانٍ أَلْحَقْنَا بِهِمْ ذُرِّيَتَهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in Jannah, people will be reunited with each other. And this is a wonderful aspect of paradise. In this world, sometimes we lose people near and dear to us. So, a son will lose their parents, a daughter will lose their parents, you'll lose your siblings, you'll, you'll, you'll lose your children, you'll lose people that you are fond of in this world. And that separation is very, very difficult. That separation is very, very painful. 
And one of the most amazing aspects of Jannah is that all the people that you lost in the world, you will be reunited with them in paradise. The difference being your your, your reunion with them will be forever. There's never going to be a separation ever again. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the angels will be entering upon the people of paradise. This is such a wonderful verse of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَدْخُلُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ بَابِ So, families will be gathered in Jannah, everybody will be reunited once again, and they will be sitting together in paradise, and Allah says وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَدْخُلُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ بَابِ And the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be entering through every door of their Jannah and their paradise, welcoming these people, and they will be telling them Salamun alaykum, peace be upon you, O people of Jannah. And then they will say Bima sabartum. Peace be upon you for the patience that you displayed in the world. It's not easy to, lo- to lose someone near and dear to you. It's not easy to be separated in this world. But that's why Allah says that Salamun alaykum bima sabartum. Those angels will acknowledge your patience. That's the words that they will say. Bima sabartum. For all the patience you demonstrated in the world, here's your reward today. Allah is giving you this Jannah that is so perfect. The climate that is perfect, a place where every single desire of yours will be fulfilled, and even more than that, through the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you will be together with everyone that you were separated from in this world. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that is the best of abodes, that is the best of homes. The home of Jannah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that our home inshallah. So that's number three. The aspect of paradise where people will be reunited with those that they were separated from in this world. And now we come to a lovely aspect of Jannah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِم مِّنْ غِلِّينَ Before we explain this verse, another reality we need to all acknowledge and face with regards to the world is the reality of life in this world is everybody is not always fond of everyone else. Sometimes there's people that you just might not like in this world. But let's let's remember one important principle. You are not forced to love everyone in this world. Did you know that? You are not forced to love anyone or everyone in this world. There's only one rule. You're not allowed to hate anyone. So I'm not obliged to love every single person that I come across. But there's just one important thing. I can't hate anyone. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that that person who goes to bed at night with absolutely no enmity or hatred or negativity in his heart for any other fellow believer, that person is a, is, is a man of Jannah. So the rule is you don't have to love everyone, you're just not allowed to hate anybody. Now the reality is sometimes we're not fond of each other. What's going to happen in Jannah? So let's take a typical example of for, uh, family politics. We spoke about families being reunited in Jannah. Family politics is a reality. Sometimes you're not fond of a certain member of your family. Now you're going to be in Jannah together. What's going to happen there? 
sometimes the thought might cross a person's mind that you know I, I mean I had to put up, I had to put up for so many years with that person in the world. Now that person is going to spoil my jannah. I mean at least there I want to go relax and you know enjoy what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made for me to enjoy. The daughter you know, must be thinking, hey, ya Allah, how many years I put up with my mother? You know now in jannah, I'm see her again. The mother-in-law might feel the same way, or the son-in-law, who are, or whoever. This is a, it's a reality. We're not so fond of each other sometimes in this world. But what we need to understand is, in Jannah, there's no negativity. There's no ill feelings in Jannah. Because before you even entered into Jannah, Allah says, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ We will remove any sort of negativity, even an inkling of it, from the hearts of all the people before they are entered into, into Jannah. Because once you enter there, then everyone gets on like a house on fire. Actually, you can't say house on fire because we're in Jannah. But everybody will get on to the best way ever possible. So people that you were not even so fond of in this world, I promise you, you're going to be fond of that very same individual in Jannah. Sometimes you never got along with the person in this world. But you need to understand, you are going to get along with that person in Jannah. And that also gives us a message. How far are you going to take all the politics of the world? I mean, really, where, where are we going? How long are you going to continue? Because the same man that perhaps you're fighting with today, who's your fellow believer, that's going to be your fellow believer in Jannah. We want to be there together. It's not exclusive rights in when it comes to paradise. The desire of the Prophet ﷺ was for every single believer to be entered into Jannah. Every one of his ummatis, he will be pleading, he will be interceding till every single believer is put into Jannah. So really, what are the problems of this world really, really worth fighting for? I'm not talking about issues that need to be resolved. I'm saying in general the negativity that we have amongst ourselves. Sometimes you just need to cut down on that. You need to pull back. Because the same person that perhaps you're fighting with today in this world is the person that's going to be your neighbor in Jannah. Enjoy it together. Rather be good in this world and you'll be, it'll be even better in Jannah. Look at the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. They had their differences, they had their, perhaps their disagreements, but their hearts were so clean. They lived such wonderful lives together in this world and they're going to enjoy the very same and much, much, much more in Jannah. Let's try and emulate that pathway. Decrease the negativity in this world, the enmity in this world. Because everybody is going to be in Jannah together. We want to be together in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to be together in the gathering of the Blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the year after. That's what we're all looking forward to. That's what we're all working towards. So the month of Ramadan has come to change our destinies. It has come to change our future. It has come to make us inhabitants of this perfect paradise, the climate of which is perfect, where you will get whatever your heart desires, where you will be reunited with all your near and dear loved ones, and where there will be no envy, no enmity, no dislike at all. That's the Jannah that we're working towards. So make this month of Ramadan that month that makes you a Jannati. Every good deed that you do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is recording. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is monitoring. Every dua that you make in this month of Ramadan, Allah is listening. This month has come to make you a jannati. Because right at the end of this month of Ramadan, the last moment of the month of Ramadan, the Prophet said, at that point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the entire ummah. 
When the companions heard that, they said, Oh Nabi of Allah, are you again making reference to the night of power which is better than a thousand months? The Prophet said, No, that's a separate blessing of the month of Ramadan. The last moment of the month of Ramadan, Allah grants forgiveness to everyone again because it is the right of a person that fulfills his task for him to be paid. Allah pays you from the beginning of the month of Ramadan with his forgiveness right till the last moment because Allah wants you to be a Jannati. If you have witnessed this month of Ramadan, starting this month of Ramadan 1444, remember Allah wanted you to be a Jannati. That's why Allah gave you another month of Ramadan in your life. If you get to witness one odd night in the month of Ramadan, Remember Allah wanted you to be a Jannati, that's why Allah allowed you to witness that one odd night of the month of Ramadan. Every day of this month of Ramadan that Allah allows you to witness, it's a clear sign Allah wants you to be a Jannati. The question is, are you answering that call of Allah? May Allah grant us all the understanding.